Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Underground Sessions. I'm your host, Dylan Federici. I'm here with my illustrious co-hosts, Michael Spank. What's going on, everybody? Christian Chavez. Hello, everyone. We're in a basement. Underground. <laughs> Underground. <laughs> Underground Sessions. We take our name very literally here. We haven't been above ground in days. Days. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, that's so not true, because we just had some pretty good events. We did. Yeah, it was above ground quite pretty tight. I'm so tired. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we, as I'm sure you have all seen on social media, just celebrated our one year of doing this podcast, um, which is crazy because I thought we would have given up a long time ago. But <laughs> how many episodes did you think it would last? I thought it would be about four before I said something stupid enough to get us <laughs> kicked off the radio. <laughs> Um, because if in case you were wondering, we are on the radio, but yeah, that that's in the description. Just look in the description. You can see where we're at on the radio. Anyway, um, yeah, we've been, uh, trucking right along with our one year anniversary. We were so busy planning our party. We didn't get a guest for today. Yeah. So you're stuck with us. Yeah. But at least there's three of us. There's three of us. <laughs> so we're just going to interview Dylan. Do no. you guys are going to interview me? Uh, they're going to f- turn the tables on me yep. a little bit. Um, no, that would be a terrible podcast. But um, we are we do want to talk about uh, a little bit how the first year went, you know, what we got coming up for you guys. But a uh, quick recap of this weekend. So we did uh, Chicago Vinyl Connection on Sunday again. Uh, pretty sweet over at Emporium. They got another one coming up. Stay tuned to our page for updates on that. Um as always, we spend way too much money buying new records. I mean, playing yeah, shuffleboard, five, yeah, so. <laughs> playing shuffleboard in arcade games at Emporium. It was a good time. Emporium's a cool spot on a Sunday. It's such a chill. It's the best yeah. spot chill on area. a Sunday. Yeah, I mean, how they often have live music there on the weekends and like some late nights? It's it's a great place. How often is playing shuffleboard a cool thing to just do on a Sunday? Like that's especially running through the sand yeah. dunes we had on that. It was not regulation. I'm just going to say yeah. that. But it was a Excuses. great time. Excuses. <laughs> um, no, so that was Sunday. Sorry, wait, I thought I won. I, you might have. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. Um, that was Sunday. So backtracking to Saturday. was We were a little slow on Sunday because of Saturday. It was so great. So Saturday, we celebrated our one-year anniversary in style over at Low Res Brewing. Isn't that right? Yeah, yeah they've been... Very, very uh, generous to us for like what, no reason. Two, two months of I don't get it. Yeah, what two months of partnership, and they're like, yeah, throw a party at our place. Yeah, I, <laughs> I have to give a sincere shout out to Low Res Brewing because we had like a hundred followers, and like t- my mom listened to the podcast sometimes. <laughs> Uh, when we first approached them, and like they've been about what we're doing and helped push our content, and have. Just been a super cool people mm-hmm. and company. That didn't sound right. Okay. They have been a super cool company to work with and just unreal partners have been like ride or die for us since we started yeah. working with them. And it's not like we've known these guys for years. This was like something that kind of transpired of Christian going there like before we started this thing and it just became like they were so into what we did. Yeah. After the first episode, they were like, all right, I we're down. Yeah, we met. We really met them probably, what, six months ago at most? Yeah, so it was right before the uh, Danielle Jure episode. We were actually yeah. just kind of moseying around uh, Pilsen and looking for a place because we knew we had a good lineup of people coming up, like some really cool artists. And we stopped for a beer. Yeah, well, we all of our other options didn't pan out, and we were like, let's just depressingly stop in for a beer at this brewery. And then we were like, wait a minute. <laughs> Now, this would be a cool place to record a show. Um, so, yeah, we ended up doing Danielle Jure's episode there. We did Nathan Graham's episode there, which was super cool. Great experience. Go check those videos out on YouTube if you haven't already. 
because both of them are going to be very famous at some point in the near future. Yeah, I mean, it was funny because after each take or each song that she did, everyone was just like, we didn't clap, we're just like, Whoa. Wow. Well, even Nathan, too. Nathan would just play, like, some ridiculous solo, and we were all like, what? Just <laughs> Yeah, and it was <laughs> just... That, someone can physically do that? I'm like, no. It was um, it was so cool um, to get started there, and then, obviously, our relationship with them transpired. So, again, just nothing but love for Low Res Brewing. Um, so stoked that they partnered with us on doing this event. Um, and back to the event. The event was sick. I mean, the brewery was packed wall-to-wall. Yeah. They sold a bunch of brews. So much beer. So much beer. So much food. And then, um, yeah, we had food from Casa Indigo, which is down the street, another Pilsen. A local spot. Yeah, Pilsen Delicacy. Yep. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, Casa Indigo is fantastic. They if you're in it. that area, if you're in that area, just go to Lorez, grab some beers, go to Casa Indigo, grab some tacos. That's. I mean, I don't know what kind of combination you need on a weekend. That's it. And then just <laughs> knock on my door and come say hi. Yeah, that's, he's, yeah, we're going to put the address to Christian's apartment <laughs> in the episode description this week. And he uh, leaves the key under his mat so you can say hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so we had our good buddy Chris Kramer, who was our, you know, he was our first episode. He was so, our guinea pig. Yeah, he was our <laughs> guinea pig. We shot the pilot episode in my porch. Our pitch episode, really. Our pitch episode, yeah, yeah to, like, kind of see if we could actually do this um, a little over a year ago on my f- front porch with uh with one with one microphone and one camera and a couple lights it seemed like child's toys when we were recording with this oh we gotta hold it this way it only has this many inputs i don't know we got our wrap duct tape around the cord so it doesn't cut out while we're in the middle of recording (laughs) this was before christian's time on the podcast he didn't have to struggle like me and mike had to struggle okay but uh (laughs) no so so naturally chris kramer was uh, a good friend of ours well, he is a good friend of ours. Yeah. <laughs> was our first episode. I was and about to ask, what happened to Chris? <laughs> <laughs> Saturday got a little rough for him. No, um, a good friend of ours was our first episode, so naturally we had him kick off the evening. Absolutely murdered in our set of just straight originals. Oh, and he played some stuff, by the way, that he is uh, recording at Synergy Studio, so... Any of the little sneak peek videos, you'll see some uh, songs that have not been officially released by Chris. So yeah, I'm I'm super nice excited teaser. for his new EP. Yeah, is he releasing a full album or an EP? I think it's an EP. It's an EP. Okay, I asked yeah. him these questions too. I should know, dude. I'm <laughs> so stoked though because I keep seeing videos. Um, and if you, if you don't follow Synergy, Synergy's doing some cool stuff too. Oh, he's um, he's putting together a piece because there's like there's, dude, there's violin, harps? there's fiddle. Yeah, there's yeah. someone in there is recording it? a harp. Yeah. And he bought he dude, bought a violin what? himself. He just bought a violin. Yeah, dude, like he is going all out. I can't wait to hear what he's doing. Well, like, so I, cool. mean, I got to spend an afternoon watching them record and and do stuff for him. And the stuff that they're doing is just like it's things that I never would have imagined. The weird sounds that I would not have thought of. So yeah, it's and that's be really interesting. It's, it's so awesome because you know we watch all these documentaries or you list or you read the books from some of the bandmates and like how they got this sound or whatever. And it was just some, it could be like some simple thing. You're like, oh my God, it like has nothing related to music with the items that they used or it's just like some mistake or accident, you know? It's just really cool. But anyways, yeah. we're getting off topic here. No, that's, no, that's uh, exactly that on topic. Yeah, yeah that's exactly that's what on we're topic. supposed to talk about. I like how <laughs> when we, we get off topic so much that like when we actually are on topic and we start going on a rant, we're like, oh, this must be off topic. <laughs> um no, but I think it's cool because it seems like they're doing a lot of old school stuff. Like you look at uh, the videos they're posting of when they're recording with Chris and obviously from what you told us when going to spend an afternoon with them. Um, like, you know, you, you think back on like like Pink Floyd when they recorded Dark Side of the Moon. It took them, I think there was an interview, they said they took two weeks to get that loop in the beginning of Money right. Right? Like something so simple, something that is not important to the song if you don't think about it, but... They were so, and it's exactly what it seems like he's doing over at Synergy. Like, okay, we got to get the little violin part in there. We got to get the harp in there. We got to do this. We got to fine tune this sound to get it exactly to where it needs to be. And I can, like I said, I cannot wait to hear what he comes up with. Because, you know, we did our second episode with him. He did a couple Mm -hmm. more songs that are going to be on this EP. Yeah. But just solo acoustic styles. Mm -hmm. And it, um, I mean, they they were great. It has been super cool to hang out with Chris and watch him grow as a musician man yeah, he's, he's been 
he started off good and he's only getting better. So it's, yeah, and it's, it's cool because like w- w- we're friends with him, so he'll come by and jam, and we hang out, and so he like plays us song ideas, and we kind of jam on it with him, and then like as you see in the next time that song's a little different, or he has a different chord progression, and then we got to see him with his like polished live performance that he wanted to showcase some of these new songs on there, and you're like, oh, it's, it's crazy how like how much like it changed, and some songs are like they're very very much the same. It's kind of well, cool, like how he like polished it. It's it too. It reminds me of like you hear uh, like stand up comedians talk about how they work out their set, right? Like they talk about like, oh, I got to go play a bunch of small clubs and like get get the bit polished before I put it on a special. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what Chris does. He goes out on the weekends and he plays a million hours at different places. Yeah, he, and he puts then he, at least eight hours in a weekend. Yeah, he he does the work. And then, uh, do you see that picture he posted? Uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago where. Everything was just covered in blood from him playing his guitar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did yeah, see that. that I was, did see that. Um, yeah, that's a that's, that's a, real. Yeah, that's a yeah. No, Chris, that's a rock star right there. Chris yeah. busts his ass, man, and that's we see it personally. We yeah, we see it personally. Um, but it was really cool to see that, like, because we've obviously we've been to his uh, shows that he does at you know like the Renaissance or uh, you know Copper Fiddle Copper or any, Fiddle, any yeah. of that stuff. And it's like you can hear like the subtle changes each and every time. And then he came out to our show and just unleashed this beautiful full hour set of like all these finely tuned songs. And, and I it's like they were all original because, like you know, when you play those unreal. kind of public shows, you got to do some of the covers and whatever. But it was just like an hour set of his music. So I like got to see that. Like, yeah, it was whole. it was awesome. The crowd loved it. Um, yeah. And what a great way to kick off a party. Yeah, and yeah. all the artists, like, digged everyone else's music, and they're all talking and chit-chatting. What was this chord? How'd you guys play that? I like what you did here. It was well, just actually, really cool to be a, you know, they were just. It's funny for me. I, I was uh, I was standing by the stage. I think this was right before Corduroy went on. And I remember you guys always talk about the fact that you would, after a set, talk to the musicians, be like, hey, how'd you do this and this? And then I was never a musician. I was never in a band, so I never got to experience that. And then I see Corduroy going up to... Uh, Chris, Chris yeah. and talking about, hey, how'd you do that A chord? And just yeah, all yeah, the, yeah. I, you I played that, you played that, that a little put, put open. You did the, that, the, yeah. the, the right. A yeah, string, yeah. and then you, you don't play this. Yeah, and I, I yeah. saw that. I'm like, okay, yeah. now I understand what the guys were talking about. Now it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- that's why sometimes there's certain like bands or like or genres of music that come up from a certain city because like they all kind of rooted from the same like the grunge era. Like yeah. some of those guys were friends. They like slept at this like the manager's house. Well, I mean, look at the South yeah, Side like, scene. The guys, you know, Pat and the Deadbolts and all those guys that, uh, yeah, that, that like, all play together all the time. And you know, TJ or Uncle Sexy, <laughs> and um, you know, Shannon. Like, it's like all of these groups from that scene. Like, you can tell where they pick things up from each other. You know, they're all different, but you can mm-hmm. see those hints of similarities. Yeah, yeah, which is cool because like then that shows like a flavor of the area. Yeah. So like the South Side has a sound right now. You it's know, a scene. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. the definition of a scene. It's yeah. It's just it's just cool to be a part of that because you hear about it and you're like, oh, I wish I could be a part of like some musical revolution or whatever. But like, you, if you look hard enough, you'll find it in your yeah. own town. I mean, well, so. Yeah, I mean, we've talked at length about how that was kind of our inspiration for starting this show is we loved having beers and hanging out and talking about, you know, how'd you do this, do that, whatever. And so it was really cool to like, okay, yeah, it's full circle, dude. Yeah. Like, this is what we're doing again. Oh, we're, no, we're we have to go to, to a bar and see a live show and talk to the guys back and see if they want to come doing on. it again, oh, God, dude. it's so hard. This was all just a long con to put on a live show so we could hang out with musicians again because we're not in bands anymore. Drink beer. Well, for me, it's really cool because I was never on that creative part. So being part of the podcast and thanks, guys, for making me part of it, I get to experience that a whole different way. And I'm really happy that we're getting you back into the guitar. Yes, that's absolutely. For me, that's more of an accomplishment than anything else. Um, I I did take a long hiatus. We'll get into that later. Um, Second artist up, we had Corduroy Brown came in from i uh, still can't believe it was just a win we're like do you want to come and it was just wasn't like it was like yeah we're like oh sweet yeah. came I in know. from west virginia <laughs> like just drove eight hours to he what it, he saw the bean <laughs> he might have eaten some deep dish and he went to chicago music exchange shout he out powered, to them power tourism power tourism he power tourism <laughs> chicago and then he came and Absolutely brought the house Trademark down. Trademark that. Yeah, power he was, tourism. He was a, such a crowd pleaser. 
Man, and then Randy the dog. Yeah. Was it also covered? He had to have been there. Yeah, he had to have been there. I'm sorry. Check Corduroy's Dude, Facebook him, or him Instagram. And Corduroy and Randy, they bonded Power a Power couple, bro. Literally, like, at the end of Chris's set, maybe the last three songs, he was, like, almost laying on the floor petting the dog, and you're like, you ready to go on there? And then all of a sudden, the dog followed. Yeah, just, hey, you want to you wanna awesome. go play the show, or are you going to lay I on the ground of this brewery there? Was it you, Dylan, was... asking me, like, hey, where's Corduroy? He's got to play. And I'm like, he's on the floor petting yeah, the dog. We were, right like, now. two minutes <laughs> to the set, and we I had to find Corduroy in the like, oh, in yeah, front of the bar laying the on the, the ground with, like, with Randy the dog. ready to announce him. We couldn't find. He's with the dog. Randy. Randy stole the shell. Yeah, that's Corduroy true. Brown crickets. Where is he? And, <laughs> yeah, but um, no, he came up. Um, he did some covers with of some other West Virginia artists, which I thought was super cool. Very tasteful. Um, and actually, we have some audio that I'll be sprinkling in at the end of this episode. From we did a a last minute live session with him, which is cool because when we were interviewed him the first time, we didn't get a chance to because he was in a different state. Let's talk about the very special venue that we recorded his music at. Yeah, so it was Electric Lady Studios in London. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is Electric? I think it's in London, right? There is a uh, you know. Gibson. Is it New York? That's New York. What am I thinking of? Oh, Trident Studios in London. Never mind. That's in London. Yeah, I Electric Lady up. is what uh, Jimi Hendrix started building, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's that's why three of us are here. We we figured it out in the end. Yeah. Anyways, so about the special venue. Special venue was uh, Christian's apartment. Yeah. And uh, I made sure that uh, some of the guitars were displayed. <laughs> yeah. for those. The guitars are, are displayed because we're gear nerds here. Yep. Over, yep. over anything. We're, we're better at acquiring gear than playing it. Still jealous over the Les Paul. But, you know. Apple Phone <laughs> wants to sponsor us. Actually. Apple Phone, that would be sick because there's a lot of Apple Phones in that video. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two to be exact. But <laughs> <laughs> right next to each other, by the way. Yeah. But no, um, it's really cool to me to see uh, Corduroy play live acoustic because uh, he sent us his album. Yeah. And his album is a work of art. I mean, it is flawless front to back, you know. It's just like, but it's so much going on. I mean, he's got all these, like, little sound bites hidden in there. He's got these, like, layered guitars and drums and different vocals and different uh, vocalist singing and that, and that and pitch so, shifting fuzz, right? Whatever uh, he used, oh, I, I don't remember I, the name of it. The multi effect, but yeah, it's like a board. It's almost not even. Not even yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, like it's, it's like a multi effects board, but it's got this weird pitch shift. It yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah. Listen, listen to, to the, the podcast for you'll know the details. We talked about that, yeah. but listen to Corduroy's album. Let me know. It's, yeah, it's like I he said, it's a had, work of art. He had Easter eggs in there too, like. Uh, Super yeah. Smash Brothers. Yeah, he had the oh, Super Smash Brothers. And the voicemail that someone left him. Yeah, the voicemail. Uh, there's uh, so that many. Was his mom, right? Happy birthday. That's a whole yeah, track almost. Uh, yeah. Did you like listen an interlude, to the, yeah. the elevator of a building. Yeah. So, so what you do is you listen to his album, then you listen to the podcast, and then you really listen to the album, and it looks or it sounds completely different. And yeah. Corduroy will send you merch if you find all of them, right? I think he only offered that to us. Oh, okay. <laughs> then don't don't even try. We did but listen to the album. Score. We did get a good test score. Did we? I didn't. I didn't find. That I think. Many. Well, I think how we did is we were just like, oh, that's what. That, and then was it one of these? And he was like, yeah, that's another one. That's what's up. I think we just guessed. Um, it was cool too because he was the first guy that gave us uh, access to his album before it came out. Yeah, it made he us, sent us feel. A link and everything it us. made us feel special. Um, but no, what, what I'm saying is to go from these like really big production songs and these like expansive works of art to. A stripped down acoustic version. It was like just a really cool, yeah, way to hear his song. It was almost like hearing them for the first time again. Yeah, you know, and I think that that's super cool the way that he structured his set. He did some cool covers in there of like other local artists that he uh, hangs around with, and it's you know, for me, what what makes the difference between a good musician and a, like a great musician. He took his songs and he changed them for the vibe of playing live, like the people yeah, around him. Exactly, absolutely. That really attests well. to the songwriting that you can have it be this big production or strip it down, but the core of the song is as beautiful as it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, yeah, that's a great way to put it. Is the the testament to his songwriting abilities is just like how unbelievable he could have put out an album of acoustic songs. That sounded exactly like he played at low resonance, still be as good as the big production, you know. And it's 
It's really cool. Maybe we'll pressure him into releasing acoustic versions of his song. Plus, I also think the, the intimacy acoustic of like an acoustic yeah. guitar and someone singing, there's just something about it. Yeah, well, especially at the mood, because, you know, the lights, the lights, the sun went down, we had lights on. Yeah, yeah. You know. They were low and warm. It was a very cool. We found lights because we didn't have them. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're three or ten beers deep at this point. <laughs> like, the vibe was there, you know. Um, and he knew how to play for that vibe. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely, like Which absolute, great, you know, all performer for sure, yeah. absolute entertainer. Um, yeah, and I, I cannot thank him. If you're listening to this, Cordero, yeah, we, we appreciate you, you coming dude. all the way down like, here that's, for uh, that's a amazing. quick vacation slash tour out the Chicago power, and power tourism and yeah, an hour set, tourism and then leaving halfway through Sunday. Yeah, seriously, for some tacos and beer at Low Res. <laughs> that's. Uh, we really appreciate that. Commitment. Yeah, that's, that's a commitment. commitment. But because uh, all of his gigs were in his home state, and then he went all the way out here for the last one. <laughs> but just, I mean, just such a genuinely cool dude. Yeah. Like, uh, like everyone, you know, because obviously we had some family there and stuff too, and like everyone that met him was just like, he's a really like, nice. He guy. was just the coolest dude. Like, <laughs> you know, everyone that met him was just like, he's such a genuinely awesome person. Yeah. And uh, the thing when we had the podcast, it was like we recorded a little over an hour, and we're like, all right, well. Somehow we're gonna have to confine this. We're gonna have to. Hour. We're gonna have to fit <laughs> songs in here, and confine the interview to an hour. There was just so much pre-recording and then after-recording of just conversation, just yeah, chit chat. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He knows how to brighten up the room immediately. Absolutely. Yeah, that's. For it's sure. not even like it doesn't take a second. No, it's like immediately he walks in the door, and it's just all right. Corduroy's here. Party. If there's fun. a dog, he pets the dog. Yep. And then he, you know, plays amazing music, and that's pretty much. Yeah, the corduroy brown experience. And, if you miss the show on Saturday, yeah, killed it. Yeah, absolutely. With um, probably the most basic setup that we've ever had. We had one mic, one light. You know, I thought the one cameras. mic though, and the simplicity <laughs> of it though, was like super cool. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, like the most it, it added to down, the, even the vibe, us, dude. Even for our production sample, it was the most stripped down thing we've ever done. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, apart from the original one. <laughs> with Chris, but uh, with the duct tape cables. This one was purposely stripped down. And, okay, and awful camera. I'll admit uh, it. Yeah, everyone who watched, it he had he had that uh, Amazon camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't talk about if that. If your camera gets there overnight, it's probably not <laughs> not worth it. Um, yeah, but it's got to say Canon or Nikon. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, what does your say, Mike? <laughs> Canon. No Wuhan. <laughs> Oh, 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 that camera. Oh, yeah. The one that shall not be named. He can't read it. Uh, no. <laughs> the direction book was in every language except English. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was intentionally stripped down. And um, I really hope you guys enjoyed the videos because we, we had a blast recording them. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole he day was... nailed it in, like, one take. Each. One take. Like, I mean, All right, let's go to the show. It was, We're like, dude, what? It was last minute... It was just kind of something that happened, right? And we um, we had, what, 35, 40 minutes before. Not even. Not even before the show. Like, he before like, we had to get there to do sound check and set up all that stuff, right? Yeah. And then um, he literally came in. We had the mic and the light sets, uh, set up. And he like, came cool, in. Nice he was just, just like, sit down, awesome great, great, Let's pet, hit the couch. <laughs> pet the dog, sat down, recorded one take of each song. And was like, cool, uh, we'll see you guys at the venue. Um Thanks for having me again. This was great. And we're like, yeah, dude, sick. <laughs> Good, thanks. One take. One, yeah, it was total like professional musician. Just one take. Just nails it. And he's like, all right, you guys ready to go to the show? Like, we haven't sure. seen that Wrap since the, the old days of St. Joe Jack coming in and just one take and everything. Um, we, and then, we should reach out to St. Joe Jack. We haven't talked to him in a minute. Yes. Um, yeah, dude. And he's, again, one of those guys who randomly came into us and was so down. And he's like, you guys want to do, like, eight songs? And we're like, sure. Yeah, dude. I think we, we were still there. got. How long were we there? For, like, four or five hours? Yeah, but, like, most of it was just us hanging out. Like, the amount of interview we had with him was just insane. I never um, got to meet him. That was before. Yeah, that was before your time. time. You'll, you'll, you'll like that guy. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, yeah, Corduroy. Um, killed it. Absolutely killed it. If you haven't heard his album yet, it's called Let Me Know. Uh, which we were making puns about all the time because every time someone would say, let me know, we'd just be like, hey, inside joke. Yeah, uh, it's your album. So oh. if you want to be in the cool club, listen to the album. Listen to the album, and then you can uh, make jokes like that with all your friends because we expect you to share that album with all your friends. 
because it's just great music. It's it's. I don't say this lightly. It is a work of art. It is a beautiful, beautiful work of art. Anyways. Who's our next artist that we have? Last artist of the night. But not the least. Not the least. Um, another person we recorded at Low Res originally. Um, great Chicago artist, Nathan Graham. And, I mean, dude, there's... I can't, I can't believe he came to play our show. We just asked him. He's like, yeah, sounds dope. Cool. He's, Nathan is one of those artists where... Every time we see him live, when he did the show with us, every time I see clips of him posting, him jamming in his living room on Instagram. Yeah. It blows my mind that he is not incredibly famous. And he's so humble about like his he's, skills. He's like, oh, man, it's just nothing. And you're like, no, it, is, it ain't nothing, dude. Yeah. It is he not is, nothing. <laughs> That's a lot of things. Well, even so, when I introduced him at the show... I jokingly said, you know, Nathan Graham makes me want to quit playing guitar because he's so good. And he came up to me before he got on stage. He was like, don't quit playing guitar, dude. Like, what are you talking about? I'm (laughs) like, no, I was joking. Go like, do your thing, man. But, uh, he's, yeah, he's just one of those guys where it's so good. He it's, it blows my mind that he's not famous. Like, I mean, first of all, it blows my mind that he hangs out with us. I mean, you've seen him at uh, Talia Hall, right? I've or seen like him like diner four right or five concerts yeah. already. And every yeah. time, and, and I talked to him about this once. I'm like, hey, we uh, one of the songs we record with him, he plays it every set he does. And the solo is different every time. He's like, yeah, my dad gets upset because they're always different. But I just don't remember the solos. He just makes <laughs> up the solo for the same song every Which, single time. And if you want to understand how ridiculous and, that is. I mean, Dylan's guitar players, like, that's just, like, the dream to be able to play that song. Like, just to be able to improvise to the la- that level. So if you don't understand what we're talking about, go to our YouTube channel at the Underground Sessions. Look for the little record, you know, in the corner. If you haven't hit subscribe, do that because that's important. We post a lot of cool stuff. That helps you see our stuff. That helps you see our stuff. It might make us money one day. It maybe one day. Um, hit subscribe, then scroll down the list until you see Nathan Graham live at Low Res Brewing. Give him like a turn by turn. Yeah, I absolutely am because I want to make sure the audience understands. Exactly. They have no excuses now. Hit uh, either I'll get it right or somebody else. Yeah. When you get to the solo, understand that this man. Came up with that on the spot and was just like, yeah, cool. Nailed it. So it's like, funny. Every time he plays, <laughs> I'll get it right. I record the solo. So I have like four or five different versions on my phone, and they're all different. One day I'll do a montage video of them all. We'll do a montage video of all of Nathan Graham's I'll Get It Right solos. Um, That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> so Nathan Graham, like I said, another incredible Chicago artist. He's one of those guys that in like five years you're going to be like, I knew about Nathan Graham. When I saw him at Low Res Brewing on November 20th with, with the Underground Sessions, you know? Like, he's one of those guys that's going to be, like, surrounded in lore of, like, I, I saw him at this day, at this time with these people, you know? And it was... Yeah. Yeah. I just absolutely, again, murdered this act. I could not be... I have not seen his uh, electric guitar work yet. That's so Yeah, good. His, his full his band. His full band stuff is so good. Yeah. You, you ne- next time it. we h- I hear something, I'm just going to drop by your house. Yeah, so I think he's. <laughs> I I've asked him so many times too. I don't know why I keep forgetting. I'm pretty sure it's December 15th. He's playing at Sleeping Village. Are you okay. look that up, Dylan? Yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, so yeah, he's playing at Sleeping Jamie? Village with. Uh, <laughs> actually, he's also playing along the Nets. Who he also, is playing with the Nets, uh, who we've had on the. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty uh, good. Back they're right unreal. There. They well, actually just had. They posted something like a day or two ago that sounded amazing. It was like a sneak peek of. Wait, like clip. it was like a. Cl- the Nets have the best harmonies like in the them game. Together playing? No, it was something oh, that they're working oh, on. Oh, okay. But the harmonies were insane. Yeah, I, I mean, with everything they do, their harmonies are insane. But everything uh, Nathan does is smooth, dude. When he sings his guitar, playing. you're not wrong. Like his, everything his, Nathan his does, riffage, not even the solos. Like, like imagine if you just melted butter over velvet. That's that Nathan. Sounds disgusting. <laughs> It does sound gross, Uh, but it's just like imagine the smoothest thing. Just some like buttered up velvet, dude. That's (laughs) how smooth it is. Like I can't. Another trademark. Trademark that. Trademark buttered up velvet, dude. Buttered up velvet T-shirts coming out soon. Um, You heard it here first. (laughs) 
That's terrible. Nathan, I'm so sorry I described you as buttered up velvet, dude. But uh, Now this is our true selves now coming out. Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, yeah now we're going to not work with anybody else after this. Um, but no, I mean, seriously, yeah. The, the vocals, his voice is unbelievable. Um, his guitar playing is unbelievable. Like, it's... He was another guy just absolutely left everybody in the room in awe of what he did. There was oohs and ahs, like, as he was soloing. He wasn't even done with the song. Everyone's like, wow. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, dude, yeah, like, what? Dude, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think he's one of those artists, too, where it's like you watch him play live, and you can just see, like, the passion he has for doing it when he plays. You know, like, he gets into every solo he plays. He, you know, he sings every word, like um, – like to me, what it, what it uh, equates to is like like Otis Redding. When you listen to like old Otis Redding live recordings, you believe every damn word he sings. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nathan Graham is the same way. Every note he plays, every word he sings, you're just like, damn, dude, <laughs> like that's heavy. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that happened. We did that show. Yeah, yeah. and we played. Yeah, it's crazy just to have all three of those hour sets back to back. I mean, I don't know what else you could ask for or want, to be honest. Or felt, I felt like great the, beer, great food, uh, great people, great atmosphere. I mean, we felt so on. cool being there. Just putting that together just was the coolest feeling. And it it was even cooler after the show when uh, so we had you know the posters at uh, Jamie Ann Sickler on yeah. Instagram, right? That's her Instagram handle. Yeah. Or is it Jamie uh, Ann made? She's got two. So One Jamie for photography. Jamie Ann made is her art uh, Instagram, her business. Okay. Okay. Jamie Ann Sickler is her photography. Yes. Okay. Follow both of them. Because we've, she we've is, tagged her on multiple posts. She so. is disgustingly talented. Um, but so we had the poster that she made for our event, which I'm sure you've seen around. Printed we, up. Because we put it everywhere on the internet. <laughs> we did. And it deserves to be everywhere on the internet. But so we had we had some copies printed up, and uh, it was really cool, man. Chris, I mean, we had all the artists sign a couple of them, and then Chris wanted us to sign them, <laughs> which I was like, they really do love us. <laughs> we have friends. Well, this is uh, like a moment in time that you capture, you know. Yeah, but um, no, I mean, that was that was to me one of the coolest things we've done so far was we were sitting around a table, it was hard to unmatch the first van session, but this was the like, first van session was crazy. I don't know how that hat worked out, but it, it, that was that was a magical moment in time. Yeah. But uh, no, I mean it was just cool. Like it was a surreal moment. We were sitting around a table at Low Res. We had all these posters laid out next to the artist who designed the posters for us, with the artists that were on the posters, and we're all going down the line signing our names on it. And it's like, dude, like this is cool. Like, this is, this is a thing. Like, like this is going to be here, you know? Like, like we, we did something. So, I mean, I, I thought to me, like, that was just a great way to cap off the night. And then we took it even further and made uh, Corduroy Drink Malort. Ooh. So. <laughs> oh, we forgot about that. That's the last Chicago thing he, we know he did. Yeah, that's the His last Chicago Malort. thing. So, Corduroy Brown we Timeline. We got him to do it, everybody. So, if you have to ask, you know the answer. Yeah, Corduroy Brown <laughs> Timeline. Bean, pizza. Maybe. Maybe pizza. We don't even know if he had yeah. enough time. Hopefully Chicago. Not, but, but went to. Uh, <laughs> Christian's just out here destroying Gino's East. Uh, <laughs> we not don't, my favorite. We don't blame him. It's nobody's favorite. Gino. Okay, okay thank you. Hey, Gino doesn't even like Gino's East. Um, <laughs> Gino's West. Now they got it going. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, bean, maybe pizza. Christian's apartment. Well, no. Chicago Music Exchange. Oh, yeah, very yeah. true. Christian's apartment. Yeah, you always got to visit. Our him. set, Malort shot. That's the Corduroy Brown Chicago timeline before he drove back to <laughs> West Virginia. I don't know if I could do all that in 72 hours. Let alone stay awake behind the wheel for eight hours. Dude, for real. On a That's, drive that you don't turn, you just drive. That is <laughs> a hefty yeah. situation right there. I don't. I don't know if I can handle that. I mean, look, I'm 26 years old, and I already feel like an old man. I can't even <laughs> imagine living the, like, touring musician life, dude. Like, I see what, uh, like, the guys in DOG and, like, TJ are doing. They're like, yeah, we passed out at 6 a.m. and then drove to Kentucky at yeah. 8 a.m., and then we played a show, and then we got it back in the car, and we what? drove to 
What? I remember that day we were hanging out at uh, Treehouse. Treehouse, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. we were at Fitzgerald's to see DOG, and then we went to Treehouse Records with, uh, yeah, DOG and TJ, and then uh, some, some friends that out. were with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're also in other bands as well. One of the guys from the Flesh Panthers, which never hit us up. It's cool. <laughs> Whatever, dude. But yeah, everyone it's was fine. There we're not upset about it or anything. Upset. But <laughs> no, yeah, uh, no, they were cool there guys. partying, and all of a sudden, I remember someone saying like, "Oh yeah, we got to be in Kentucky in three hours." Yeah, like, so we were we were right, at the, the couch, studio. <laughs> we were at the studio, and then uh, I think <laughs> one of them offered. They're like, "You can crash here if you want." We're like, "No, we're all fine. Like, we're good. We're gonna drive home." And they're like, oh, "Okay, I'm just checking because they gotta they gotta leave in like an hour or two. As the non rock stars would say, "Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty sober." I'm good. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, the uh, I mean, we were there. I mean, what? It's like three or four in the morning at that point, right? Yeah. Oh, yes. it was late. <laughs> I mean, it was sick, though. I mean, so we had, like, different artists cycling through different instruments. Uh, me and Mike started playing different stuff throughout the night and playing with these I mean, guys. We which... got to play in a legendary studio with the random gear that they had. You got to play through, like, some custom, like, hot-rodded Fender. Yeah, the, 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 the Blues the Jr. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Wasn't it, like, like the tweet was ripped off? It was, like, wood or something? Yeah, yeah no, it was a, it was a custom uh, Blues Jr. Yeah, but it, it I was, was... I was actually talking nasty. to... A, I was talking to someone about them. I'm like, oh, that's a Blues Junior. I just I knew because I saw the circuit. I'm like, I, I recognize the circuit the, board. The tubes. You because you just replaced the tubes. I just on replaced yours. them, but I cleaned out my whole Blues Junior. So I recognize the whole inside. But it was built in this custom like wood wooden. cabinet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Oh, yeah. Sick. I mean, yeah. So I mean, the gear side from stock. Their their gear there is just next level, dude. Um, but so I mean, yeah, it was something like we were. We were jamming with them, and then we sat down and had a couple beers, and we're talking with the guys from DOG and talking with TJ and um, just kind of hanging out, having a good time. And then they're like, "Yeah, man, we gotta, we gotta hit the hay." And we're like, "Oh yeah, for sure. Like we're gonna head out in a second. And they're like, "Yeah, we gotta be in the the van and head out to Kentucky in an hour." <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. Huh? What? What? You guys are. Go- I'm gonna go home and sleep for six I, days. I wasn't looking forward to the 20 minute drive home. Yeah. I I slept the next day. It was like a twenty-four hour sleep. Played another show, and then the very next guess day, guess what they did? Got in a van and played another show. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, another like crazy sporadic moment. We went to see him, and they're like, "Oh, you guys want to come to Treehouse Records and jam?" And you're like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." We, we how was that? Yeah, we went and saw him at Fitzgerald's, <laughs> and then they're just like, "Yeah, if you guys want to come back with us, we're gonna go record some stuff." And we're like. We absolutely will come back with you, sir. I think that was the first time we met those guys. Yeah, but it was. Yeah, we and have a we have an unreleased interview with Dog. Can we release it? What's it's a little too spicy. <laughs> Is that uh, after hours on the ground? I don't think we. <laughs> it might the way eight. below on the ground. <laughs> way the way core? way down. Can we rip off Disney and just call it underground the vault? Yeah, the equator sessions. That's that's what's going to bring. We're going to have one day where we're on top of the music media world and, and that interview is going to get leaked. That's going to ruin us. And it's going to ruin us. <laughs> so, we'll just make don't sure Don't be looking for the DOG interview anytime soon. The DOG interview from Up in Smoke. We might interview DOG coming up. Yeah, we should get a a radio friendly one. Yeah. We should. That's uh, dial in. well. I think at one point during that interview at Up and Smoke, I know we exactly said, what you're about to say, and this was your fault completely. Yeah, I said S- I need one thing from each of you that's going to get us kicked off the air. What did you think was going to happen? Yeah, I didn't think it was going to get that spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought people were going to be like, "Ha ha, shit!" And it was like, "Oh, buddy, was I wrong?" And that ended that interview. Yeah, actually. it was a miscalculation. On my part. So we're sorry. I screwed that up for all of you guys. Um, but in case anyone's wondering if they were a part of a taco, which part would other Dylan be? What did he say? Pico de Gallo. Oh, yeah. He was very adamant on that. He was very adamant. He <laughs> brought he brought up the Pico de Gallo like six times. Yeah. Uh, See, that's the only reason I wish we could release that episode. That was a great conversation. Yeah. Well, there's also some other stuff from Up and Smoke. Up and Smoke got uh, real hazy real quick. Um <laughs> Shout out those guys, though, dude. Uh, I mean, it was Zilli- up in smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got hazy real quick. Uh, 
Which, if you don't remember that, we've got those interviews out too. You can to just clarify. Uh, up and smoke is because they cooked really good barbecue and stuff like that. Yeah, so it was not at all like you think it was. <laughs> Even though we did get some sweet patty and rolling papers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, I got hazy real quick, and so like the first couple of interviews, which are the ones that we released, are great, <laughs> great content, daylight great, hours, great talks with you know Motel Breakfast and the Deadbolts, and you know Shannon Baker obviously is a good friend of the show. I got a little, little out of control. Probably around American Grizzly. Probably, the, uh, probably around American Grizzly. The low got, res beers were hitting a little too. Well, because yeah, we had the we had the help of low res in uh, completely destroying that, our okay, credibility. That's a whole. That's no. a story right there. We low res was kind enough to give us some beer to uh, bring for the artists and you know kind of be our sponsors for that. Yeah, we drank most of it. Yeah, we drank a lot of it. Um, yeah, what we had forty-eight beers. The, it's a double-edged sword with good beer. So we'll say beers. You can't we had forty-eight beers. It. We interviewed tall cans. It, on top of that, that are all like eight oh. percent. Oh god, that are all like eight percent ounces. Yeah. So anyway, we interviewed what twelve people. It was a lot. It was uh, who else did we not release? So it was Shannon, Deadbolts, Motel Breakfast. Well, mo- it wasn't the whole Motel Breakfast. The knee highs. Two of them, the knee highs, which we got to put that one out. That was good. Oh, John from uh, front. John row from music front news. row. We got we got some stuff in the vault. Okay, we're gonna put some stuff out. Some of these are good, and we can actually release them. I just gotta go through and figure out what's too spicy for the radio. Dog, dog is too spicy. That one is a for sure in the caliente column. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the equator session. Yeah, it's that's on the on the equator, dude. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we interviewed maybe twenty. We'll give it twenty. In a van in August, at, that nobody—I mean, realistically—we'll say half of those twenty decided they wanted to drink a beer at that moment because some of it was before a set. Yeah, and these are professionals, so they didn't want to forget their lines, songs. Yeah, these are professional artists, and uh, we had three beers left at the end of the day. Actually, now that I think about it, they were smart. They knew how to do their jobs. We didn't. We did. No, absolutely not. Yeah. It was it was a hundred degrees. We were in a, a van. van on Blacktop River. We drank a case of water and a case of beer. Is basically what <laughs> happened. Um. So yeah, things got a little out of control towards the end. But <laughs> great time. Great time. Um, man, I mean, like we have done. Way more cool stuff than I anticipated in yeah. this last year. I mean, I think for me, like I, I think the uh, thing that really kicked stuff off when, um, I mean, first of all, Christian joined the show, which I think was a big factor. He was the missing link to propel us into, you know, he's got such great ideas Thank as you. far as like. Hey man, I think we can. Well, he's approach our key to the city, people. really, dude. He is. He knows there, the city. He's got life is in the city, and you like know but, every spot. But not only that is <laughs> we're the suburban nights. I I feel like us as uh, people who have played in bands and played in you know done whatever. Like we are kind of singularly focused on the artist, right? Like let's sit down with an inter- artist and interview them. We're like Christian. I mean, Christian really has been behind the. You know, the soldier straps interview, you know, when we talked to Joel, like that was he really drove us forward with like kind of figuring out like what our angle is going to be of interview. Like, like, I know you're sitting across from me and I'm just showering you with compliments. so I don't want your head to get too big, but uh, no, no. I, don't, I don't. My head doesn't get big. I just feel I don't like being in the limelight. So, yeah, it's, so it's nice. So he's bit. uncomfortable. He's it. squirming over there. But uh <laughs> No, man, I mean, I think I think when Christian joined the team, that really was like the the missing link and that all culminated together the first band session. Because it yeah. was like like we had just invited Christian to there be was a, just an official much. part of the podcast, right? We had so much things, that so many things. So well, much it things. was just like way too many things for only two people to handle because no one else was going to help us because yeah. – yeah, it was just well for sure, and I <laughs> I think uh, we had so many things that went wrong that day, right? Like so we, the van made it back from Colorado. If you don't remember the story, right? My cousin oh, drove the van. Know the story by now, right? Yeah, but we Great still story. we're gonna tell it again. All right. The van made it back from uh, Fort Collins, Colorado, to I still laugh every time you say this <laughs> to Huntley, <laughs> Illinois. 
That's 1,100 miles, right? The van <laughs> has been kicking since the freaking 70s, right? Like late 70s, early 80s. Made it back from Fort Collins, Colorado to Huntley, Illinois, which is 20 minutes away from where we were going to record, and it died. So I went over there. I worked on it. Off the driveway. I couldn't get off the driveway. So I went over there. I worked on it the night before we were about to record. We had some luck, and uh, all the artists were texting me, and they were like, "Hey, man, are we still good for tomorrow?" And I was like, "Oh, the band's not running, but I think I can get it running." I didn't. <laughs> uh, we got close, but <laughs> but it didn't work. Um, so we trailered the van over to where we recorded. Like, we literally, we didn't have any time. We had this whole, like, elaborate plan. Like, okay, 9 to 10 p.m., you know, 9 to 10 a.m., we're going to set up the microphones, figure out our camera angles. No, none of that happened. It was, like, 11.30, we rolled the van off a trailer, and 11.35, the artist showed up. So, uh, and somehow, that all worked perfectly. Yeah. There's also some uh, vault sessions. Of yeah, we still well. got a, We still got a few things yeah. hidden up our sleeve. We got a lot of stuff that we have to release, but we're gonna we're gonna do it sparingly. We don't want to blow your minds all at once. Um, but the reason I say that Christian joining us was such a big deal was because that day was uh, super stressful for me, at least, with trying to get the van on a trailer and like we were loading the van on a trailer, and at one point my cousin was behind the wheel and he missed. He missed the trailer and dropped. So you know how in like U-Haul trailers, like there's like the wheel well, and yeah. then like there's like the arch of the trailer, mm-hmm. and there's like a little gap in between there. He dropped the front tire right in between there and jammed it in there. It's I a big van. So we were sitting there, and I'm sorry, Eric, to publicly shame you like this, but you know you really put us in a tough spot. <laughs> so we were sitting there. We're like, how do we get the tire unstuck from this? Because the van's not running. You can't just be like, ah, throw in reverse, whatever, right? So we ended up taking, like, a bottle jack and a piece of plywood and putting it under the tire. And we had to jack the tire up out of it and then push the van back off the trailer and, and then re- try and go, the try time. and do it again. It was a so, different driver? <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, no. <laughs> okay. Well, at least he learns quick. Yeah, he sure. He learns quick. Not quick enough. Uh, no, but so we, we didn't have time to get anything set up. And then Christian's like, yeah, man, I'll be there. And he showed up with a case of beer and a couple cameras. And yeah, I wasn't not part of it at that point. Yeah. That was, that was the moment where we were like, this guy is in, you know, that, that sealed the deal. That sealed the deal. Sweet. He brought beer well, and cameras. You walk into we a like, shit show and then you're just like, not whatever about it. You actually like wanted to help. Yeah. Anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think I think Christian joining was really what uh, started kicking off the coolness. Well, I appreciate the kind words. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I mean, mean, the secret is to not know what you're doing so that you just keep recommending crazy ideas until someone just says no one day. Eventually, you just it blindly sticks. swing yeah. until you hit a knockout. <laughs> well, that's why, like, every, like, whenever I talk to Dylan, I'm like, hey, I got this idea, but tell me if I'm going too far too far and too fast like i don't know the difference and there hasn't been many that i've shut down like like most of them i'm like i mean like give it a shot i get you once in a while every once in a while i'm like yeah that's a little off the wall dude it's a little much um we're not gonna go into those because they still might happen i might wake up tomorrow and say you know what christian it's crazy but it just might work <laughs> uh well that's a soldier thing actually well yeah that took what months we, we talked about it. We talked about it and talked about it and talked about it, and then it ended up being absolutely amazing. So I got to give it to you there. Um, but so the future, man. I mean, we have been doing this for a year. We've done some really cool stuff, and I, I mean, I'm super excited because I know what we are planning. Right? You guys don't. <laughs> you guys don't, but it's going to be cool. So, I mean, I mean like, I just um, – man, I, I am so – unbelievably happy with where we've come from starting this um like i said we literally started recording with one microphone and one camera and like what on my front porch in may in the middle of a global pandemic and we were like this should be fun to do for a little bit now we have three microphones and two cameras yeah we're (laughs) moving on up that's Uh, doubling (laughs) we have way more cameras 
Yeah. Anyway. It's a joke, Mike. It's a joke, oh, Mike. Yeah. Tighten up. Tighten up. <laughs> He's not with it. Um, two, I mean, like, like we had a brewery packed wall-to-wall with incredible artists and, like, businesses that want to work with us. And, like, it was – the transition was crazy, and I cannot wait to see – I keep thinking where like, our brains take us next, you know, like this I, happened in a year. Can you imagine another year? Yeah. And we can, because we got some plans. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, I mean, we do have some artists lineup coming up soon. We're not going to give those away just yet, but we do have some new artists coming up that we want to bring to you to show you, you know, we're, we're continuing to bring you the best new music we can, you know, our kind of original mission. But I think, uh, what we have discovered is we also love kind of exploring the other parts of the music world that you might not think about, right? You know, we've been doing the Vinyl Connection shows, which have been really cool. Um, interviewing uh, Jen from Soldier Straps is kind of like, you know, I mean, originally my hang-up with it was uh, like, we showcase artists. Why are we going to talk to a guitar strap maker? And Christian's like, because... She interacts with the artists, you know, like, like, I mean, I mean, the, from like one of the biggest things for me, I think is the community based around music, which is a huge community that you never think about. Like even beer has a place. Yeah. I mean, and I, I'll be the first to admit when I'm wrong. Right. And that's, that was something that initially I did not have the, the foresight like Christian had on that situation. And I think our interview with Jen was one of the coolest interviews we've done. And you're right. Like the community around music is something we really want to continue to explore. Um, whether that be with people who make gear, you know, like we talked to Joel from chase bliss. We talked to Jen from soldier, um, or, you know, records and, and different angles of that. You know, we talked to drew and, uh, at six Oh six. And we talked to Nigel and grant from Miyagi and uh, South, South roads. roads. Like, mm-hmm. like I think as we get into this, the exploration of all things music has just expanded. And I I really can't wait to continue to like explore different avenues of that. You know, that's one of the coolest things. It's a whole world and we'll never be finished exploring it. So you're stuck with us for a while. (laughs) (laughs) We got a lot to dig through. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chicago is a massive city. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, Maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll go out to West Virginia. I hang out with Corduroy and some of his friends. We we got some other spots in the country that are uh, interesting. So if Joel from Chase Bliss still likes us, we'll drive out to Minneapolis. Who knows? You know, we can do that. But, but this is this is your state of the underground address right now. Yeah, that's what we should have called it from the beginning. That's going to be the episode title: State of the Underground. State of the Underground Address. All right. I thought the title was just Happy Thanksgiving. Oh, (laughs) shit. Uh, (laughs) That would have been so good, dude. Um, No, so, I mean, like I said, we are so stoked with the support we've gotten over the last year, where we're at right now, and I cannot wait to continue showing all of you people who have been supporting us from the beginning where we're going to go and keep showing you some cool stuff from, like, the music world. I mean, like, we have found all these weird... uh, underground avenues you know I, I was trying to avoid saying underground because i feel you like wanted it's, to say it's it. cheesy it's like well when you watch like a 90s tv show or movie and they say the title of the movie or tv show in the show you know like it's just like ah i always get excited i'm like oh i said the title you said that he did the thing he did the thing, <laughs> did the thing. I, I didn't want that to happen right now but it did but um <laughs> no i mean like we've getting a bag put over your head underwater yeah <laughs> <laughs> inside jokes inside jokes That's um, a one though but no, I mean, like the, we continue to explore the underground scene with music and not just artists with everything surrounding it, studios and gear and uh, just people close to the industry. And I genuinely love what we've been doing. And I cannot wait to share that with everybody who has supported us and all of our new followers that we will get, you know, we'll get to like a hundred and something thousand this year, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. I, th- I think that's that's logical. Yeah, Just a hundred times blue, blue check mark. Pain. That's what we wrote blue on our wish board. Mark, yeah, it's our vision boards. Um, <laughs> Verified. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you guys got anything to add? I just think like, like this has taken a life of its own beyond what what our original thought was. Was like, oh, let's hang out with some cool musicians, and 
show people some cool new music and now it's become this. Well, that's the exciting part about doing something on our own because we don't have, we make the rules essentially. We could break them and we could move to something that's else. That's right. For all you listening, yeah. think you're going to put us in a box? Tell us what we're going to do, what we can <laughs> and can't do? No. Carry on, Mike's out. <laughs> it's over now. We're like the universe ever expanding. Ever expanding. That, there we go. That's the quote to end it on. Sorry, Christian, you don't get a final word. That's fine. We are like the universe. We are ever expanding. Music as a whole is ever expanding. And uh, we'll find all that weird stuff that, uh, you know, MTV doesn't show you. Yeah, because, you know, underground sessions. The underground <laughs> is alive and well, everybody. Yeah. and uh, That is my state of the underground address. The underground is alive and well. And uh, we need like five more minutes to record. No, we don't. Okay. The underground is alive and well, and ain't nobody going to stop us. And this coming year, I promise to bring you more music and more cool stuff. And Christian might smile once. That's awesome. Let me know when you're ready to go, fellas. I'm rolling. Mike? Do I need to introduce anything, or is it just straight to the like? Uh, you can if you want. Introduce yourself, introduce the song, and then cool. roll right into it. All right, let me know when everyone's rolling. Do you mean to clap for sync or anything? All right, cool. Cool. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Corduroy Brown from Huntington, West Virginia, and we are here in Pilsen, Illinois. Uh, I'm from... Uh, about eight hours away from here, and it's cool. We're going to play a song called Who I Am For Now. It goes like this. I'm pacing the floor that falls around me. My feet, they fall and stumble. My foundation falling down And I spend Every little moment Confusing all my nothings With who I am for now Now I've been on the way out. Don't know what to say now. Cause it's not easy. I don't feel the things that I felt anymore. And I won't dare to hang my head. No, I can't. My hands aren't tied. And I saw. Just what it came to be called How lonely, oh, it must be To never have belonged Cause it's not easy I don't feel the things that I felt anymore And I won't dare just to hang my It's not easy I don't feel the things that I felt anymore And I won't dare just to hang my head No, I can't My hands aren't tied I don't know what to say now I've been on the way out Don't know what to say now I've been on the way out, don't know what to say now. When I said everything that I meant, that I let go of all the nothings that I have learned to hold. And one day, 
sure to be a husband and to a wife that truly loves me and our house will call a home all right words are very hard currently apparently all right i'm gonna give you a clean start Songs like so. Is that how you threw that awesome beer? I just listened to his album over and over. Yeah, I just put it on slightly as I go to sleep. Yeah. Just let it soak in. I know, I can't either. All right, we're rolling. All right, ready to go? Yes, sir. All right, I'm Corduroy Brown from Huntington, West Virginia, and we're in Pilsen, Illinois, right outside of Chicago, and I'm playing another West Virginia artist song, uh, John R. Miller's song called Looking Over My Shoulder. told her that I'm back in town and every time I think I've gotten bolder I'm looking over my shoulder making sure she ain't around I used to roam these streets till daylight holding court like a wayward king looking for the fountain of youth now the corners all look a little darker 
And I can swear they're haunted But I lost my proof Well I'm Looking over my shoulder Hoping nobody told her That I'm back in town And every time I think I've gotten bolder Looking over my shoulder Making sure she ain't around